tongues. Next verse. They shall take up serpents. I haven't done that. And I have, unless the Lord just directs me, I got no interest. And if they drink any deadly thing, that's possible. It shall not hurt them. It's possible that I've drank some deadly stuff. I don't know. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, we are very we can be very church acclimated. So we come into this, uh, you know, in science, they have what they call controlled environments. They know what I'm talking about. It's a controlled environment. You set the parameters, you set the guidelines, you, you set boundaries, you maybe do things to the atmosphere, whatever. You have a controlled environment. And so you do a controlled study. Um, but that doesn't always work when you remove something outside of the controlled environment, right? I, I'll give you an example. Johnny's a little angel until you let him go outside of the controlled environment. They're like, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. He got around a bunch of hellions at school and they rubbed off on him and now he's out of his controlled environment. That's our human nature. I'm not picking a little Johnny. That's all of us. That's our human nature. And so we have, there's a reason, a reason that the house of the Lord, that this is called a sanctuary. Right? In the truest sense of the word, it is a sanctuary. It's where we come. It's a controlled environment. It's a sanctuary. We can come together. We're with people of like precious faith. We all have a heart to talk to the Lord, to cry out to the Lord, to worship him, to witness the manifestation of his presence. So there's this like-mindedness in the sanctuary. But when you and I go to work, it's not that way. Agreed? It's no longer a controlled environment. This is a controlled you understand what I mean? In, in the sense of, like, we opted to worship through song tonight, right? We, we opted to start at 7 o'clock tonight. We, we opted to spend some time in prayer together. There was some controlled, right? When you're in the workplace, you don't go, you know what? I think I need to do something with a coworker because I'm a believer, and, I'm, you know, these things come up at work. And so... Okay, here's what I'm going to ask you to do, fellow co-workers. Could we just all find a place for the next 10 minutes and pray? And then I think we'll come back together here in the break room and we'll sing a chorus. And then following the chorus, I may share a couple of scriptures and I'm going to pray for you. Right? You don't, you don't get to do that. Am I right? Right? So that's, what I, so that's what I mean by controlled environment. Okay? We're not trying to control anybody here. I think you understand that. But this is a controlled environment. And so we get very comfortable in, a, uh, in that. And so we often, we feel like I can operate in that if I'm in the right environment. I didn't read anything in those verses about a certain environment for that to happen. All I read was, these signs shall follow them that belief. Where? It didn't even say where, did it? They'll follow them. They go where you go. They'll follow you. You go to work, they'll follow you. You go to the gas station, they'll follow you. Wherever you go, they'll follow you. 
You know why we lack faith for those situations sometimes? Because at work, we don't feel what we felt a few minutes ago, just worshiping together, collectively lifting our voice and lifting our hands. And so we, we put faith in the context of feeling. Faith doesn't come from feeling. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Okay? And so we need the word of the Lord in our heart. We need the word of the Lord. We need to meditate on the word, right? Um, Psalm 1 says of the blessed man that in his law, the Lord's law, does he meditate day and night. So it's constantly there in the thoughts of a blessed man. And so we must meditate on the word of God, faith that comes by hearing, hearing by the word. And so this is really important because we won't always feel something. Now, sometimes you will, but we must. We must. As believers begin to walk in and operate in this. Daily. Daily. Um, now, we probably are just going to stay right here a little bit. You can't produce it. But we could be much more aware. And we need boldness to speak. Amen? Anybody ever been in the company of somebody and said, man, I... I wish I would have said, or I anybody ever had that happen to you? Most of us, yeah. I had it happen to me. That happened to me this week. Probably happens to me every week. Okay. You think really? Well, yeah, sure. In a moment, in an instant, in a right. So sometimes you just get a win. This is what I'm realizing. Some people, you may just get a very small window. And you may never get a window again. And if you read the book of Acts, those 28 chapters, the early church, they prayed for themselves. But they did not. I can't find an Acts anyway. They probably did because they're as human as I and you. But you can't find in the book of Acts where they prayed for a nicer chariot or, right? You, I mean... They just went with what they had, I guess. But I'm sure they had some of those things, and they talked to the Lord about that. But what the Scripture records that they prayed for themselves was, Lord, give us boldness that we may speak. Lord, give us boldness that we may speak. Lord, give us boldness that we may... Read the book of Acts. See how many times they prayed that for themselves. So what does that tell us? They were as human as we are. Like, we read the book of Acts sometimes, we think, man... It's just for them. They just, no, they were as human as you and I. They were the oddballs in their environment. Don't you, these, they were being called heretics. We, we read the book of Acts like, man, it was glorious. Everybody loved them. No, they did not. They were getting persecuted. We're not dealing with that on that level. You, you want to talk about having to have boldness to speak. They had to have boldness to speak. And so we need this boldness to speak. And, it can't come from feeling. This is what I feel the Lord really, I, 
I know I've said this a few times about this feeling and faith thing, but the Lord keeps bringing me back here because he's, the Lord is trying to, he's not trying to, the Lord is nudging us and saying, hey, come on. What's going to happen if you and I open our mouth to speak boldly about the things of God and nothing happens? Nothing happened, right? Okay. What was the harm? I'm not saying you just go out there and start slinging stuff out and see what sticks. You understand? I've witnessed that before, and it's like then people start shutting people off. We need to be in fellowship with the Lord daily, 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 and then we go about our day seeking to be sensitive and aware And when we're in company of people and a thought comes, we're like, okay, I got to say it. We just need to have boldness to speak. And doesn't mean we're like, well, I don't know all the scripture. You don't have to know all the scripture. Now we got to keep studying. I don't think for a minute the people in the book of Acts knew all of the scripture. Some of them may have, but they weren't all the apostle Paul. What do they do? They told their testimony. They told what happened. They shared what they knew about the goodness of God. They shared what God had done in their life. They shared about Christ crucified. They just shared what they knew. They spoke in a moment. And so when you hear the word and you believe the word, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. And so we must walk in this. And we're going to, we're going to exercise some of this in this controlled environment before we leave tonight. I'm just telling you. Now, okay, but I, I just want to give you a couple of things here, real quick. A couple of stories. If you were in prayer one of the nights, I don't remember what night it was. Maybe last night, Wednesday night, Tuesday. I can't remember what night it was. I think it was last night. And that's not to thank you for the many who chose to come by in the morning or evening. Um, there was no expectation or obligation there. There was simply a hey, the church is open. And um, I know some didn't make it, but you prayed where you were. So it's not about, oh, you didn't come. You should have came. None of that. Um, it, but it was just beautiful to see different ones at different times coming and going. And I think we'll probably have the building open more often and communicate that way. Not Again, not to obligate anybody. No obligation. Uh, some, some people made the statement, sometimes it's just easier to get here and pray free from distraction. So that's why we'll do it, not to obligate you to come. Anytime we've opened the building and said, hey, we're going to have all church prayer, you all have responded beautifully and everybody showed up. So um, but so for those of you that have heard these stories, I, I don't apologize. You just get to hear them twice. Uh, so um, Tuesday morning, I, I picked up a guy in Yakima from work where he worked and brought him home out here to Sela. He wasn't feeling well, so he came back home. And um, the, um, I'm not going to share names by chance that, yeah. So, but I I picked him up and brought him home. And uh, again, he wasn't feeling well. We got to talk about it. He was telling me how he was feeling and I expressed how a few months ago I dealt with it and yada, yada, yada. And uh, I made this statement to him, called him my name, and said, hey, I, you know, I believe in prayer. 
would you mind if I prayed for you? And I'm going to tell you, it took some courage to say that, to ask that question. I just met him three minutes, seven minutes before when he, when he got my little vehicle. And I'm like, hmm. So you guys have probably heard Bishop and I have started doing, well, I've been doing Uber for a while. Some of you knew that, but I, Bishop said I was his inspiration. <laughs> so um, periodically, when I get a whim and I just want to meet people. And so I said that, I made that statement to him. And he said, yeah. So I prayed for him. When he got out of the car, he said, I need all the prayer I can get. That was on Tuesday morning. Interestingly enough, on Wednesday afternoon around lunch, I thought, you know, maybe I'll just turn this thing on and see if I can go see somebody else the next day. I turned it on and I got a Starbucks order to deliver. And so, and I was delivering it to Sela and I delivered it to the same man that I had given a ride to the day before. And so I gave him a church card and I've been praying for him every day since. Now that's no big, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. I'm just telling you, we have to open our mouth and speak. And it's a little unsettling to go, I'm just going to ask. I'm just going to, but we have to open our mouth and speak. I dropped his Starbucks off. My little, I get another, and I have to go pick somebody up at the mall. So I go to the mall. And uh, I get there to the mall. And I pick up this lady that's probably... I want to be careful. She was probably late 60s, maybe early 70s. Um, very kind. She was like, I've never done this before. I don't know. I said, well, you can sit in the front or the back seat, whatever you're most comfortable with. She goes, I'll just get up front. And so, um, and so she gets in. We're talking. She said, I'm sorry, I've never done this before. My husband's assistant got this set up, and she begins to tell me the story. She doesn't even live here. They live on the other side of the mountains. And her and her husband came to town because he needed to get a part for a pump that went out on a vacation getaway home they have between Ellensburg and Cleelum or something. And it's her birthday. And he dropped her off at the mall so she could shop while he went and got the pump and the whatever stuff. Well, when he dropped her off and left, he had she had the key fob for their car in her purse. And she said, usually that thing beeps or something, but I don't know. But he got there, and when he shut it off, then he realized he didn't, and he couldn't come back to get me. So she's telling me this story, and I'm listening. I'm thinking, this is interesting. And she makes this statement. She said, I couldn't figure this app out, so his assistant had to get this for me. She said, God must be trying to teach me something. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm sure. Again, very kind. And she says, how often do you do this? Do you do this every day? I said, well, you know, 
here and there. I said, I don't do it on Sundays. Sundays are pretty busy for me usually. So I usually don't do it on Sundays. And um, I may do some on Thursday, but usually not. I try to keep Thursdays. And uh, I said, you know, I, I do some work with the church. And so I leave Sundays alone. And she goes, well, why Thursday? I said, well, we have a midweek service on Thursday. So she says, so do you like work and help? Or are you the pastor? <laughs> I said, well, I'm the pastor. She said, this was exactly what she said. She said, I knew when I saw you and I got in the car, there was something special about you. This is why God wanted this to happen. Her words. Not mine, her words. So I told her, I said, it's, I, I said, I do it. So I get to meet people every once in a while. Like, and she goes, I, I understand. She says, so you love Jesus. I said, oh, yeah, I love you. She said, <laughs> she said, me too. And I told her the story. I said, you know, I get to meet people. And I told her the story I just told you about the young man that I'd prayed for the day before. And had been the, when I told her about, I said, this morning, I ended up taking her just before I came here, I'd ended up taking him Starbucks. And she said, that's not a coincidence. I said, I don't believe so. And she began to open up to me. She said, I'm a fighter. She said, but I have stage four cancer. It's the first time I met this lady in my life. And we're getting to this spot. And I, this is what I told her. I said, I want to meet people. And so what I'll do is I said, a name will show up like your name showed up. And I called her name. And I said, so when your name shows up and I say, I'm going to come get you. I said, I'm driving there. And on the way there, I'm praying for you. And I said, so I was praying for you before I got here. And when we stopped there to drop her off, I agreed to pray for her there. We were both on the edge of tears. The Lord, we felt the presence. It's not about feeling, but we felt the presence of God in the car. And she said, this is why this was supposed to happen today. She said, do you have a church card? I said, as a matter of fact. <laughs> doesn't have my name on it. It just has the church name and our website. What she does with that, only the Lord. I've been praying for her every day since. Every time the Lord quickens her to my spirit. I'm telling you those stories, to, we have to open our mouth. You say, but yeah, what happened? I don't know. I'm not responsible. I'm only responsible for my part. I had a, I had a man I was with the other day. His trip was too short. I wanted to take him around the block three or four more times. Just so, No charge. Let me just give you a ride. But it's caused me to realize I've only got a window with some. When, when they get in, I look, oh, man, this, mile, this trip's only 1.2 miles. That's going to be quick. Now, I can't force it. Some people, there's nothing. I'm praying for them, but I, you can't force it. You but if the Lord gives you, you got to speak. You got to speak. We have to speak. I believe. 
the young man I prayed for it and the lady I prayed for it. I believe that verse that we read, we will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I've never, to my knowledge, I've never prayed this before in my life, but I was so overcome when that lady got out of the vehicle. I said, look, I, everything in me wanted to find, how can I get back in touch? How can I? It's like the Lord wouldn't let me. I, I, how, how can, I don't know. I have no means. Obviously, there's privacy things. And so, you know, I'm not asking, can I get your own number? You know, but I found myself praying, God, if I never see her again. And I said, to my knowledge, I've never prayed this before. If I never see her again, would you so cause her to cry out to you? And whatever this is, may she come to know you in the fullness that you desire. And may I see her over there. It was from the Lord. It was. But we have to open our mouth. And we don't all need to start going and picking up people. Okay, we're in different places. We're in different places. We're in different. It changed. It's affected the way I pray. I I was telling I was telling some last night. I I, I pray for all of you. I, I trust you know that. Different ways, different times as the Lord leads. But I was, yesterday I was praying for Brother Jerry, not because I think like he really needs it, but I was praying for Brother Jerry because I, I was thinking about him being working at, at the county offices and all the people he interacts with at, at a place of county government, seats of government, and it began to affect my heart. And so I began to pray for, he's a light there. He's a light in that place. And I wasn't really sure what he did. He's got a fancy title, project specialist or something like that, I learned. And so, but he told me he's a cashier. He said, I take people's tax payments. So say nice things to him. He gets grouchy people sometimes. But I, I thought he's interacting with the public. And he's interacting with coworkers. And he's there in a... When he, I believe with all of my heart, as a spirit-filled believer, when he walks in, it affects the spiritual climate at the county seat. He's there by God's design. I, and so I pray differently. I, I was praying for Brother Joey and Sister Priscilla because they both work in the school system. They're teachers. They walk into classrooms. And you want to talk about the God of this world warring against but they're there as lights. And so they're going to have to open their mouth at times. And I said this to Sister Priscilla yesterday. You have to be as wise as God. Help her to be as wise as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. But we cannot fear what man will do to us. Somebody hear me. We can't fear what man will do to us. We must be obedient to the voice of the Lord, and God give us courage and boldness to speak in that moment. Not trying to be something we're not. Not trying to come across like, ooh, I was really super spiritual. Listen, what I, no, 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 no. Just being real. But speak. Speak out in faith. Where do you get faith from? By hearing hearing by the word of the Lord, and you speak in faith. You all said, see, I set you up. You just didn't realize it. 
I asked you at the beginning if you believed. And you said yes. If you believe, then you have to do. You can say, I believe the scripture that says they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. But if you never lay hands on the sick. I'm not telling you to just start walking through working. <laughs> okay. All you nurses, I got you. Turn you loose. No. no. But we need to recognize and realize this word is true. And if we believe it, it's not going to be feeling based. Okay? It's not. It's not. We're too dependent on feeling rather than faith. Um, would you pray with me right now? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, by your word, Father, according to your word, you have called us in this hour, in these valleys. You used 12 men to turn the world upside down there where they were. What can you do with 70 or 80 people who begin to yield ourselves completely to you? who begin to walk in and operate in your spirit through a faith in the word and a confidence in you and your word. No, no confidence in self, but in you, Lord, in you, Lord, a confidence in you, not trying to prove anything, not trying to be seen of men, not trying to promote self, God forbid, but simply seeking to be obedient vessels unto you, the living God, vessels chosen of you for your purpose, walking in your word, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Who does this apply to tonight? Every believer. Every believer. Every believer. It applies to all of us. I believe we'll see soon. One of your kids will come home and say, Mom, Dad, Johnny was sick today. I laid hands on him and prayed for him at school in the right way. I see Ezra doing that. Can't you see Ezra? <laughs> I don't know why I got this picture of Ezra. Sorry, but I saw Brother Jacinto back there. Uh, I see Brother Jacinto doing that when he was a little kid, too. Ezra, man. I believe that. I see Sammy doing that in the store, running to a kid. We're believers. We're believers. We must speak the word of God in faith. I'm being careful because I don't want to try to hype what I'm telling you tonight. I just want to operate in faith in the word of God. It's true. I believe it. With his stripes were healed. He's already paid the price. I'm not responsible for the outcome. I'm obedient. Hear me. If you get troubled when nothing happens, you'll take credit when something does. 
And so you, here's the measure. Was I obedient? Did I act in faith on his word? And so we talked about it Sunday. I'm hurrying to finish here. I'm not hurrying, but I'm working to finish. We talked Sunday about the love of God. We ended up there. That's not where I thought we were going to talk about. The Lord was really dealing with me a lot. And I was digging in the scripture on this. And then we ended up where we were Sunday. But you may hear more about it later. But the Lord's really been dealing with me about motive. What is your motive? Why do you and I do what we do? That's motive. Why I do what I do is motive. Right? So you ever have somebody give you a gift and you're like, what do you want? Right? Husbands, you know, you bring home flowers and your wife's like, they, they may not say, what do you want? They what'd you do? <laughs> Nothing. Right. Right. They're check What's that? That's a questioning of your motive. Right. And you say nothing. It's just because. Right. You ever said that? Just because. Right. Now, you might say it's just because, but you know, if there's other motives. Doesn't mean it's all bad. But motive. Why do we do what we do in everything? in our reaching to people, in our sharing of the gospel, in our prayer, in our why do we do what we do, in everything we do, in our relationships with my wife, with my children, with co-workers, why do we do what we do? Motive. Our motive has to be the love of God. It has to be. It's the only pure motive. It's the only pure motive. You can say, well, I just really want to see them. Well, then I got to be careful because then it's rooted in what I desire. See how subtle that is? So the only pure motive is the love of God. I felt like in a moment with that lady, I felt like in that moment, I felt the love of God for her and I couldn't express it adequately. And it wasn't this deep feeling as much as it was a sense of my heart being so fully gripped. You know, the scripture says in Romans 5 and 5, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. That's what it says. That is what it says. Which is given to us. I left that part off. When you're filled with the gift of the Spirit, the purpose of the indwelling Spirit of God is that the love of God, that word there is agape, the agape love of God. God is agape. God is love. It's shed abroad in your heart. So how come sometimes I don't feel like people got the love of God going on? For my, well, because I get wrapped up in things of this life. My motive gets derailed. And so the love of God is no longer my motive. Right? And that's where hypocrisy comes in. If my motive's not pure. Hypocrisy can come in then, or self-promotion can come in. Seeking self-glory can come in. But if my motive is the love of God, it, why I do what I do is because I'm motivated by the love of God. Does that make sense? 
And so to walk in Mark 16, we must seek to fellowship him. We start our day in fellowship with him. And in starting our day in fellowship with him, we learn to abide in him. He abides in us. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart. We go about our day by his design, seeking to manifest the love of God where he chooses. You say, well, what does that look like? I don't know. It depends on who you're with. That's what I've come to determine. It looks different with every person I interact with. One, it might be sitting down with a cup of coffee and having a conversation, and the love of God is manifest. Somebody else, it might be a brief exchange in a car praying for them. We don't, it's not this scripted deal. But you can't walk in it if you're not fellowshipping him every day. This is the design of God, and the desire of God for his church is to manifest the love of God everywhere we go. Right, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. I think. Try that. There you go. Go back to verse thirty six. It was close. Somebody comes to him, Master. What is the greatest commandment in the law? Speaking to Jesus, verse thirty seven. Jesus said, "You shall love." That's agape. You shall or. Agapeo, it's a form of agape. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. That's the greatest commandment. This is the first and great commandment. Now watch verse 39. And the second, Jesus is speaking, the second is like to it, you shall agape your neighbor as yourself. Agape, unconditional love, undeserved love, love without end. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, and you shall love agape your neighbor as yourself. That's the motive. That's the motive. Now, I'm not telling you I've arrived there. I'm trying to live there. I'm trying to live there. I'm seeking to live there. Now, hear me. You and I can't live there if I don't receive the love of God. So we talked about Sunday. So go back and listen to Sunday morning if you didn't, weren't here, or go back and listen again anyway. We must receive the love of God first. We must realize he loves us. Then we can receive the agape of God. Then we can manifest. See, because we're just conduits. Anybody ever wish, man, I wish I was like the Apostle Paul. I Anybody ever that way? Yes, I mean, except for all that prison time. I'm not so much on that. All right. You know, he spent a lot of his life in prison. And so when the Lord sent Ananias to Paul, here's what God said about the Apostle Paul. He is a powerful man of God that I'm going to do great things with. That's not what he said at all. Here was his, this was the Lord's description of Paul. He is a chosen vessel. That's all? Just a vessel. He's a chosen vessel to me. Someone I'll be able to pour in and they'll pour out. Someone I can pour in, they'll pour out. He's just a cho- he's not just, but he is. See, we want to complicate it. Man, if I was like Paul or I was like Peter, you are. You are. 
You are a chosen vessel. Bless you. You are a chosen vessel. He chose you. He'd like to pour into you and just have you pour out. But here's the thing. As long as you and I are pouring out, he never stops pouring in. And so this is why I start, and you should start your day in prayer. What are you doing? You're going. You're getting in tune with the Lord at the beginning of your day. He's pouring in. You're going and you're pouring out. But if my time in prayer at the beginning of the day is, God, I got this problem and I got that problem. Would you fix this? Would you change that? Would you help this? Would you somehow? No, what I'm doing is I'm going to fellowship him and he begins to pour in. And I pour out. And as he pours in and you pour out, guess what happens? Whatever you're dealing with gets touched as well. It's impossible. Somebody hear this. Somebody needs to hear it. It's impossible for the love of God to flow through you and not affect you. It's impossible for the power of God's spirit to flow through you to somebody else and not affect you. It's impossible for the mercy of God to flow to you and through you to somebody else and not affect you. You just keep going. It's impossible. And so we seek to just, but if we'll seek to flow out, chosen vessel, stand with me so you know we're turning the corner. Would you just for a moment, would you think about people that you've come in contact with in the last 48 hours? Really? I don't mean friends and family. I mean, really, think about people maybe that you've come in contact with as like, it wasn't friend or family. Sister Stephanie, my mind went straight to that waiter that we were with last night. We cross paths with people. And sometimes we're unaware. You can't take on some burden that God doesn't give you. You understand? We can't save anybody. Only he can. But we need an awareness. We need an awareness. And we can pray the prayer of faith. And sometimes we'll pray for people and we'll never talk to them. But sometimes we're going to have these moments where we come in contact with people. And we're going to have to open our mouth and speak. And God will use us. Every one of us. This is his plan. I told you we're going to put this into practice. Are you ready? Like, man, I don't feel anything exactly. Or maybe you do. Here's what I want you to do. If you have a physical need in your body, okay? A physical need in your body. That you would like to have prayer. You believe this word that we read tonight from Mark. I just simply would like you where you are to raise your hand. 
There's several hands up. Okay. I want you to look quickly. We're not, we're not going to call you up to the front or anything like that. We're going to put this word into action. Okay. The Bible says, okay, so you can put your hand down for just a second. We're going to have you put it back up again in a minute. The Bible says, if you believe, you'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We pray in the authority of the name of Jesus. We pray knowing with his stripes we are healed. He's already paid the price for healing. Just as sure as his blood's already paid for our sin. And we pray the prayer of faith. Faith where? Faith that they'll be healed? No. Faith that God is able to heal them. My faith is in God. Right? That's where we get out of, we get in trouble. We focus on what we're, we focus on the thing we're praying for rather than focusing on the one we're praying to. See the difference? It's really subtle, isn't it? We focus on the thing we're praying for rather than focus on the one you're praying to about the thing. He's the one that's going to do the work. Okay? He's the one that's going to do the work. Praise God. All right, so here's what I'd like you to do. Would you raise your hand again if you... If you were one of those people that raised your hand and very simply keep your hand up until if it's a man, I'd like two men to get with any man that's hands up. If it's a lady, two ladies to get with them. Okay. Quickly. Don't wait all day. Okay. Once there's two people, I don't want anybody else. And then you can put your hand down. Okay. Let them know there's two people and then put their hand down. Once there's two. We may have to move some people around, but there's a hand there. Okay. Good. We got two there. We got a hand up here. Two ladies. We may have to move people around after the fact because the ladies may all be accounted for. If you're a believer, I didn't say if you're a believer that's over 25. Like you really believe. You believe these scriptures? See, we're... You see how some of you are disqualifying yourself? Okay. So is there two? Is there two with everybody? Yep, yep, yep. Where are we at? Jacinto. He needs two? I can't see. Raise your hands again so I can see if we don't have two. Sister Sally, we need two ladies there and Sister Yadir. Oh, we need one lady on each of those. Thank you. I can't see in the midst of all the ladies. I only want two. There should not be three with anybody or five with somebody or one more lady. Okay. All right. There we go. Sister Bree. You guys are like, man, you're killing everything we were feeling. Good. <laughs> I'm telling you, please hear me. I know that's sort of lighthearted. We cannot operate in feeling with this. I'm not telling you, you'll never feel anything, but Either you believe and I believe the word of God or we do not. And his word is true. His word is true. I believe it with everything in my being. Some days I feel it, some days I don't, but it's still true. I stand on the word of God. 
You are going to operate in faith, faith in him and faith in his word. Now, here's what I want you to do. Find out what you're praying about if they don't mind telling you. They don't have to go into the full details, but you should at least know what you're praying to God about. Okay? Those of you that aren't with anybody, that's okay. You're going to pray in faith. You're going to worship God right where you are. Okay, you're not going to be looking around and going, okay, what? you're going to worship God right where you are. You're going to create an atmosphere of worship. All right? Everybody good? Okay. Now, here's what you're going to do. The two of you that are praying, you're going to put your hand on their forehead. Okay, you don't need to snap their head back or nothing like that. Okay. Okay. You know, there's something to this. Putting the hand on the forehead, you're putting it in a place of authority on the head. Okay. And it's also a safe place to touch. Okay. So you're going to do that. And then you're going to pray the prayer of faith. Okay. I don't know if you're expecting more. You're going to pray the prayer of faith. Okay. Your faith is in God. Hand on the forehead. Go ahead. Hand on the forehead. Simple faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the authority of his name. Come on, let it flow as a believer. As a believer. As a believer. As a believer, the rest are, we're worshiping God. Lord, we magnify you. Father, we can't produce anything, but we believe your word tonight. We believe your word. You see throughout this room, believers that are acting in accordance with their faith in you and in your word. I pray, let the word of faith flow through their mouth. healing be released into the body by the faith spoken by the people of God in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's you that does the work. It's you that took the stripes. It's you that shed your blood. It's you that died and is risen again and is alive forevermore. It's you, Lord Jesus, we worship you. We thank you, our healer. We thank you, our healer.
Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at that as you're praying. Notice you didn't build anything up. You didn't work anything up. But the Spirit of God began to move when you spoke and prayed in faith according to His work. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't we just praise Him? Why don't we just praise Him? I believe the Lord could fill somebody with the Holy Ghost right now. As we begin to worship and magnify Him, let praise flow out of our mouth. Jesus, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> A commissioning, a sending out of the people of God. I pray a sending out of your people, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now you have just, you have just operated in agreement with the Word of God Amen. in a controlled environment. But there's a witness among many of you, a witness of the Spirit the moment you begin to pray. That's the design of God. And so you must operate in faith in his word. Now I realize at work, you can't say, man, let me find somebody else. Let's get to stand here. We'll put our hands on your head. I, okay. But it can be just as simple. It could be something like, I, I'm just going to use Brother Ruben as an example. I say, it could be at work and say, 
man, would you mind if I pray for you? And he can say yes or no. And he may say yes and say, well, would you mind if I did that right now? And then I'm probably going to say something. Do you mind if I just put my hand on your shoulder? I want a point of contact. I want a point of contact. There's a doctrine of laying on of hands. There's a point of contact. Okay. And then we pray to God. Our faith is in him. Okay. Our faith isn't in ourself. Our confidence isn't in our. That's where we get hung up. I don't know if I can. You can't. Neither can I. He can. He will. He wants to. He wants to. Get rid of that notion. Well, I don't know if God wants to heal him. Yes, he does. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe that. No, he wants to heal them. I've read in the book. He healed all their diseases. I, I know people sometimes suffer for a season. That's part of God's plan. Suffering part of it. But he desires to heal wholly. I can't find book that says he just wants them to never be healed. That may cross some of your theology. I don't know. He healed all. All of their diseases. He wants to heal them. So get rid of that. That's just the adversary trying to put something. Oh, I don't know if he wants to. Yes, he does. And then when he heals them and they come tell you, here's what they'll usually say. You're not going to believe this. And you should say, I bet I will. Tell me. And then when they tell you, say, can I tell you more about the God that healed you? Through his name, through faith in his name, this man doth stand here before you whole, is what Peter and John said about the man at the gate, beautiful. What did they do? When the man at the gate was healed, they took the opportunity to tell people about Jesus. Healing and miracles was simply a door to share the gospel. To share the gospel. In Jesus' name. You got to act in it. You got to walk in it. So you got, everybody got, almost everybody got practice tonight. Okay. Not fake practice, real practice. Where God touched people and people were healed here tonight. We'll hear the results. We'll see the results. You have to, and I have to. So that's a new word tonight. We have to walk in it. Okay. Look at your neighbor and say, you have to. There you go. Tell them. If you're a believer. Now you say, well, hold on a minute. I've done this. I don't know about that. I'm a little. Stop disqualifying yourself. Are you a believer? Okay. Let God keep working on you and me. But obey his word as a believer. Let him keep shaping me, molding me, fashioning me. But let me operate according to his word as a believer. Amen. In Jesus' name. Jesus said, I send you forth as sheep among wolves. Is that what he said? I quoted the second half of that already. Be wise as serpents 
and as harmless as doves. And let love be our motive. Let the love of God be our motive. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. If you're a young person that still is wanting to share memory verses with me, you have until Sunday. Sunday's the deadline. After Sunday.